Hey everyone, you're listening to the review episode of NXT 2.0, episode of 21st September 2021 on Fighter Fury Podcast. So, it was a pretty good, solid episode of NXT that have been placed tonight by WWE. You know, it was absolutely really great from debuts to the talents on the in-ring. Everything worked, promos, everything was really good. It was really nice and well done. It was a pretty good and solid episode, given the fact that also the thing that broke out earlier this evening, before the show could even start, was that NXT is moving towards the edgier side, edgier side of things, like maybe not Attitude Era kind of thing, but at least for the what they had in Ruthless Aggression kind of thing. But we, I don't know if they will incorporate that much what they used to be edgy in the Ruthless Aggression Era, but it's like they're going to do it because that's what they want because they want the uh, younger audiences. They're targeting specifically that 18 to 49 demo that they have been losing uh, in the Wednesday Night Wars against AEW when they went head to head in the Wednesday nights. I think it was absolutely great that they're specifically targeting this the younger audience. And I don't think that it should be only the NXT because it should be for Raw and SmackDown both because even the Raw and SmackDown have been haven't been doing that great in 18 to 40 at least for Raw because Raw haven't been doing that great neither in the neither in the Nielsen ratings and in the demo ratings they haven't been doing that good but the last last night's episode of Raw that came out really well with Roman Reigns Big E and all the New Day bloodline Bobby Lashley coming out a great main event that whole stuff was really good and that pulled off a really good 18 to 49 demographic with a 0.49 demo that was a really good increase in the uh, Raw's demo and I think going forward they should keep that momentum and I think they they I think WWE should specifically not just trying to incorporate 18 to 49 demo thing in and the edginess in just NXT. I think they should do it for Raw and SmackDown, both things. SmackDown has, SmackDown has been really great for, I don't know, maybe for the past whole year since its move from uh, USA Network to, to Fox. It has been really doing really great. Its viewership have been uh, been on high at the two, at the two, above than 2.2 2 million. It's been really good and the demos are also really good. So SmackDown has been the A show as, as well as the NXT also have been doing great. Dynamite's also good. Rampage also good. Only the thing is that uh, Raw hasn't been doing good. So like they are specifically trying to do something. So that we saw last last night in that incorporation of 80 to 49 demo kind of thing they're specifically targeting. And tonight the before NXT 2.0 show could start, Fightful Select broke down the thing that they're specifically targeting the younger audiences of that demo, 18 to 49 age demo. So, and they are saying that they would be moving towards the edgier sites. Let's see what happens because this is just a second episode of kind of thing. But also, one thing that we noticed is that the colors, the branding, uh, the logo, it speaks something else. Like, it shows something else. They want to do something else. It like, it's, it's a whole different story, you know. The colors speak something else, and the creative and what direction they want to move forward, what demo they're specifically targeting, that's something else. Because it's not 
speaking the same thing. It's like contradicting each other. The colors and the branding, the revamp thing, the logo, it speaks like it's a Nickelodeon show, Disney show. It's a kid's thing. But moving forward, you want edgy, edgy stuffs. You want to target specifically that 18 to 49 demo that you have been losing in the coveted ratings war against AEW in Wednesday nights for the last year, for almost a year and a half. So it speaks something else. It's not this different. It's not the same story that they are speaking. So like incorporation of that edginess into this colorful stuffs, rainbow color stuffs. Uh, it's like Skittles kind of thing, M&M's kind of thing. But it's, yeah, it speaks a different whole story. But we need to see how in the long run they can do it. They can keep it up because uh, just as they broke, just as Fightful Select broke the news that before the show that they would be going edgy and they would be specifically targeting that kind of demo, and tonight in the episode of NXT, we also saw how uh, they are, they were desperate in doing that because that edginess came a bit, but I don't think that edgy was that there too. Only the kissing stuffs and other language was there, but still it was not that up to the mark. I think it wasn't up to the mark, at least not to the line between PG and TB14. It, it was not up to there because it wasn't there. I know that WWE wants to give a family product, everyone that can enjoy, men, women, kids, adults, everyone, because they want to provide that kind of thing. But at the same time, you can't just be uh, like a sanitized product that we know. And they are also trying to do, but it seems like they're trying hard, but we need to see in the long run how they can incorporate that thing. It's looking really desperate. Their move is too desperate. And like AEW has got their attention really good. So we need to see what happens. And tonight's episode was really solid. If we see, if we, if we subside that thing of edginess and those demo things, if we see just whole as an episode, NXT 2.0 has been really good thus far. The first episode and the second episode. As far as the debuts goes, I don't know. They had debuted almost everyone in the PC they have hired. It's like everyone they have debuted. I don't know, since last week and tonight, I think they have, I don't know, it's like roughly approximately, it might be 20, 22. It might be roughly an estimate that they have debuted this much superstars. I'm not talking about jobbers and other stuff. It's just who have uh, real good gimmicks kind of thing, who can incorporate the stories, it's I'm speaking of that men, women, everyone, irrespective of the gender in the division. So they're doing really hard to do that, and it's like it was a real good mix of debuts and and the talent that was before and still now the past, present, and the future. It's a real good combination. It reminds of the NXT era during the network era and the Hulu era, maybe. 2014 15 Finn Balor, Sami Zayn era, Kevin Owens era, Joe era, that that era it represents because that was the era where Bailey, Sasha Banks, uh, Becky Lynch, and all kind all good of the four horsewomen came up. That was the one era. It reminds of that. And I think NXT 2.0 will do good in the long run. Now let's talk about the episode. Champa kicks off tonight's uh, NXT. Uh, it was really good, like in his first speech as his second reign as the NXT champion, he put over the younger talent and it was really good. And last night I was reading an article in a no DQ 
platform. I read about that Tommaso Ciampa saying that NXT will be the A show going forward. Like he said that give us three to six months and you'll be talking about the show and you will be saying that NXT is the A show. And like he didn't hold back there there because he, he wants to make his title reign memorable. And he did that really just that in his first speech as the NXT champion, as his second reign, in his second reign, he put over the talent. He put over the younger talents that were present there in the ring and also in the locker room. So that was really good. You know, sometimes first speeches as your championship or your returns do really matter. Just like CM Punk did when he returned to Dynamite. He put, o- he put over Britt Baker and other good talents, Jungle Boy and everyone. So that's kind of thing. So that's what Champa did and it was really good. And that resulted into mayhem when LNI done... Ridge Holland came out and Grimes also came out. That almost resulted in a feud in the ring and also in the backstage where Kaylee Ray and Amari Miller, they had a feud and that almost led to a matches. That was it. Then we had the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Roderick Strong representing the Diamond Mine against the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Kushida. That was a really hard-hitting, intense, I don't know, it was really good. It was mat wrestling at its best. And it was also really technical. This match was absolutely good. You know, the, his, I don't know, it was up to that mark that they can go really high, but it was still really good and compelling to see. You know, Kushida and Roderick Strong just left it all in the ring. It was absolutely good. You know, even the finish, it should have been clean. It should have been like Strong being the leader of the stable the diamond mine representing uh, the hatchman hatchman then ivy nile and the creed brothers and also malcolm Bivens. i think that it should have been the finish should have been clean neither the the finish that they gave us because that spoke about heelish character but that should have been somewhere like when he's at his prime of his reign but he was like he was trying to win the championship so at that point i felt that the finish was not that good and it it was like trash it was it wasn't meant to be at that time it wasn't it it was the wrong time the finish was called off it should have been clean no but still at the end the uh, strong won kushida lost the championship and strong became the new nxt cruiserweight champion that was really good and now let's see what's now let's how see how Roderick Strong gets booked as the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And also, they, are, they have booked his first defense against Grayson Waller, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, next week. That's just one of the title defense that will happen next week. Like, they are giving us, like, this whole three weeks is going to be title and a championship night for NXT. Last week, it was the NXT Championship. Tonight, it was the Cruiserweight Championship. And next week, they're having three title bouts in one night. That's insane. It's really good to see what happened next. Then Tony D'Angelo's promo airs. That's really good. How his Sopranos type character is going up. Now let's see what happens to Tony D'Angelo. And also Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs promo about fighting in a bar. Yeah, that was a bit edgy because they really don't show alcohol, beer and kind of things. A bar. They don't really in pg television so like that was some kind of incorporation of edginess into it but that wasn't up that wasn't even up to the mark of even at least the threshold line between pg and 
TV fourteen. It wasn't up there. So we need to see what's happened. And this tag team also is compelling with newer talent. Josh Briggs have been competed in independence uh, again in the Evolve and other independent wrestling. Whereas Brooks Jensen is a second generation wrestler. So it's really good. And then we the, the squash man that I was talking about, Kaylee Ray and Amari Miller, that came up due to a feud between Ray and Miller during the opening segment of the NXT where Tomas Champa's feud blasted off the thing whole uh, CWC. So that led to Kaylee Ray and Amari Miller tonight. And that was a squash match with Kaylee Ray won. And another squash match that was between Trey Baxter and Dante Chen. But, you know, this match shouldn't have been squash. You know, they should have they should have been let go because Trey Baxter is new to NXT. He, he just came from Impact Wrestling. I know he has the independent knowledge. He has that kind of wrestling skills. But like, and Dante Chen doesn't have, and he's a debuting superstar and he's a, a PC member and he's a first Singaporean superstar. I think they should have been let go for at least for five to 10 minutes because it wasn't up to that. Trey Baxter lost Dante against Dante Chen in a in a squash match. That was absolutely hilarious and also unacceptable because Trey Baxter needed the win more than Dante Chen because Trey Baxter is more up and coming than Dante Chen. So we need to see what happens next. Uh, also, uh, it's just like preliminary stages of the fuse. And also, we saw after the uh, match that Baxter was upset and then Cora Jade his uh, girlfriend we you know that came up and planted a kiss and may, made him motivated to be high because that was also good one but that wasn't up till the mark we don't know what's the storyline but Baxter's going up with Jade and Dante Shane I don't know he might even lost the feud because it's like so many debuts are happening in just one night or two nights even next week, we'll see another uh, one or two debuts. Even Tony D'Angelo is about to debut. So it's like almost tw 20 people debuting together. It's like a whole roster. It's like the full PC fighting or engaging a feud something. So so people might get lost into something. We need to see what happens next. Another promo that aired was, was for Andre Chase University. That was really hilarious. I really liked it. Like Andre Chase dropping those f-bombs like even though they were beeping those f-bombs it was very much audible to the audience it was really hilarious and like the steve the steve thing absolutely really good it was gold segment and then joe gacy comes to the ring and cuts promo i don't know they just changed joe gacy's a uh, character that was trash you know joe gacy had a really good gimmick of a bruiserweight kind of thing, what Kevin Owens had type of thing. He had that kind of character, but I don't know why they changed Joe Gacy's character. That the previous character was much, much really good than this one, where he lost against Cameron Grimes. Another one, it was a squash match. So uh, we've been getting squash match, but from last night, last week, and also tonight, we've been getting so many squash matches in NXT. We, it's like a tradition now that's going on i would like to see less less squash matches now because joe gacy also needed the win much more like grimes needed so it was it was unnecessary 
and then Electra Lopez against a trainee. Another squash match. It's like squash match after squash match. It was like four squash matches in a row, four to five squash matches in a row. It's awful. Like they had so many matches and almost like one championship match and the main event. That was it. That was the goal segments. And other five match, almost five matches were squash. It's a really, we can't imagine about that. Electra Lopez defeating a trainee and then cuts a promo and then feuding with BFAP. That was absolutely really good because uh, this feud between Hitro and Legado del Fantasma is really absolutely gold. You know, NXT doesn't, NXT didn't have so many uh, factions. Now that it has factions, they can have faction wars and uh, that's the concept where it comes from war games. So leading up to the war games and we're just about maybe two months to three months away from war games. This will lead up to war games. I think and it will be really good. This will be absolutely classic match between Hitro and Legado del Fantasma. If they go into a war games match, it will be really great. Another Von Wagner promo airs. It was also good where Von Wagner, I'm impressed with Wagner. You know, Wagner is someone, it looks like Edge. It looks like someone Brock Lesnar type, but it's really good. He's got the, he's got the skill set. He's got the promo skills. Let's see what happens next for Von Wagner too. And then Odyssey Jones winning in a two-on-one handicap match. Another straight five squash matches in a row. Really bad, you know. They should have been putting up at least for five to ten minutes for at least one match, which was between Trey Baxter and Dante Chain. That I should, that I'm always now telling, because like Trey Baxter and Dante Chain needed at least five to five to ten minutes of TV time, because that was like straight up burning Trey Baxter. And then the NXT Women's Championship will be on the line next week. That was announced by. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez herself to Frankie that it will be next week it will be on uh, Raquel Gonzalez was a Frankie Monet that that's the second championship night for next week it's really good and also after that we saw Lash Legend debut uh, debut tonight in, in just a, in just a segment and telling that next week she will debut her own talk show the lashing out we need to see what happens next for that too and then Toxic Attraction cutting their promo. That was really cool. I, I see Toxic Attraction as a big heel uh, stable that's going to be very much successful. Because all female stable, it was long due. And also, speaking of stables, the incorporation of female and male stables together, it's really good. You know, incorporation of women into men wrestling together, women and men wrestling together in a stable it's really good you know intergender uh, stables are now being a more common nowadays and it's really good to see that's what we have been dying to see uh after women's revolution thing and it's also one kind of women's evolution kind of thing that was started i don't know it was not started by wwe but it was started by aew or maybe wwe by um the the way now that's also good but you know the incorporation of the women's and men's wrestling together in a stable it's absolutely really great you know and then the the coveted main event Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa versus Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland was absolutely gold this was the main event of the night absolutely one classic match 
together and also Kyle O'Reilly returned to take payback against Ridge Holland and uh, Pete Dunne it was really good now let's see where Kyle O'Reilly places into NXT championship field because he is destined to win the NXT championship and like they are building up him as the ultimate underdog and we know that he will win the NXT championship but it will take some more time and as for a fact the NXT championship uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker, I think, will be the next match for the NXT Championship. And Braun Breaker will be the next challenger for the NXT Championship. So that's what was NXT tonight, 2.0 tonight. And it was really good. A pretty solid episode. Incorporated really good. And we hope to see that for the next week too. So if you like my podcast, make sure to check it out on Google, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, anywhere that you find Fighter Fury Podcast, make sure to go and check it out and listen to the episodes. And also, I have an Instagram and a Twitter page named Fighter Fury Podcast. Make sure to go and check it out and give it a follow so you get the first news of the pro wrestling world first time. And I'll see you in the next podcast. Peace.